expenses I've been given. Like, people deluded. I'm back again. Come on, Ian. And as the big man Ian Wright just said there, people deluded, I'm back again. It's Arsenal Chelsea, so I thought we'd wrap together a quick preview. I'm with my guy Lewis. How you doing, my guy? You how you doing in relation to tomorrow, later today, man? It's a big one. Bro, just get over and done with. Just get over and done with. It's the dreaded match day. Already seen the script before. Same script as the last few weeks. We're losing. It is what it is. Enjoy the win in advance. Let's just hope it's only by one or two, innit? Bloody hell, you got no, you got no enthusiasm. I can't blame you because of how Chelsea have been, but you know, we we haven't exactly been the best in our last few games. We're chasing a winning four. I would say there's zero hype. Like, I'm not a Chelsea fan. What's the mood like among you lot? Because for me, as an Arsenal fan, the Arsenal fans I talk to, not to you know belittle a big game, but it's almost like evidently the league's gone. It's it's, it's not enough. Yeah, you're gonna feel a bit flat, flat about this too, aren't you? It's flat, mad flat, man. Obviously, off the back of what happened at the Etihad, really, where obviously if we win, we're back at the top. We're, all we can really do is put pressure on City, but it feels a bit dead, bro. So how does it feel with, with Chelsea? Because, yeah, it, like you said, we're flat. I mean, it might be dead with you, but like we're already in the coffin, bro. We, all of us universally want this season done. I want the season done. Most of the fans want us done. The players want it done. Probably Lampard does. Lampard's probably the only one that doesn't because he's the only one that will still be in a job until that point. It's just dead. Like you're saying, you guys are in bad form and everything. I get that. We'll help you with that. We've done that for every <laughs> yeah. other team. Southampton, one clean sheet in 28 games before they came to the bridge. Then they had two. Um, Brentford, un no, not unbeaten. They hadn't won a game in all of April. Then they came to Chelsea, got a nice little 2 0 win. It'll be the same energy for you guys. I just hope we don't get battered because I know you lot need to up that goal difference. I think you're like 14 goals off Man City. Oh, if you play no. your cards right, you could halve that against us. But I'm hoping we at least defend well. And if we lose, it's just by one or two. Because I, I mean, don't expect... No, man. For me, it's, it's, it's the teams that are not informed that I'm necessarily scared of because obviously you lot have had a terrible season. We beat you before, so there's a bit of pressure there. When we played Bournemouth, when we played what when we played Bournemouth, when we played Southampton, when we played West Ham, it's been the teams that are kind of struggling that we've kind of struggled against. So I am a bit naturally in the game day, you're gonna be nervous and things like that. Don't get it twisted. I think we need to regroup. We're playing at home, we need to feed off that. You know, we need to move like hungry lions against the Chelsea team that's feeling sorry for themselves. Obviously, you lot struggle to score, we struggle to keep clean sheets. So all of this could get out the could go out the window. Who would you say there's more pressure on? Us or you look? Um, you guys. We got nothing to play for. And this True. is the thing. Like, I know you said you struggle with teams like who are struggling, but there are also teams trying to stay up. Now, we can run this Chelsea relegation yeah. gimmick, and I get it. It's funny as fuck. Nah, like, it's, it's, it's bad, but it's not going to happen. Yeah. You need every team below us to win all of their games and draw their six-pointers. And their face are like the City, United, you lot, all of that. It's not happening. We're going to stay up, but that's why we're also kind of in limbo. We're not making top seven. There, there's no aim for us. I, I know you said about the teams below us. I'm I'm looking at the table now. Bournemouth have scored more goals than us this season. Wow. Um, to be fair, they turned their season around. I thought they were nailed on to go down. Man. Leicester have scored more goals than us this season. Leeds have. Forest have. 
um, the bottom three haven't, but there's teams below us that have conceded, that have scored more than we have. We've got like the 16th best attack in the league. Only thing that saved us is our defence is good. Somehow we still have the third best defence in the league. That's why we've never got battered. We've lost like one or two nil. That's about it. Yeah. Hell, haven't been one the nil that makes sense, man. That actually makes a bag of sense, really. You know what? You kind of touched on it. You know, you said you're not you're not going to be where you lot would like to be. Being an Arsenal fan, having seen us, obviously being in, being in the Champions League, not in the Champions League, in the Europa League, and I, I'm not going to sit here and lie. Obviously, there's a financial effect, not that it affects you. But do you think you have to go back to Davies? Do you think probably what happens is that you're playing in no Europe? You got to get one game a week next year. Whoever the new manager is, do you think that's the right thing in terms of a reset and, and promote good habits and exit the bad ones? Either or would have been fine. But I think having one game a week is better in terms of embedding a philosophy because we haven't had that in years. or We've tried to and we've never been able to give a manager enough time to do it. Let's say a Pochettino comes in. I think he's got a full year to build the pressing system and to really up the fitness of this squad. That could work to our benefit in the long term. But with the same energy... We could be in Conference League or Europa League and do the exact same thing. I'd rather us be in Europe, but we're not going to be in Europe. I think we're like nine, ten points off Brighton and they've got a game in hand or two on us. It's not happening, is what it is. But I think having one game a week would benefit us next season. All depends on how many players you get out of the squad, who you bring in. It's very speculative to the summer because we've got a massive summer ahead for us. But I don't think it'll do, it'll do us too bad. I don't think it'll do us too bad. You're right. You do have a massive summer to come. You know, I'm pretty sure when you type in Chelsea on Google, every player, one minute they're staying, they're going, this guy's coming in, that guy's coming in. You know, what do you, you, you touched on it. What do you make of Pochettino? Because while he hasn't been given the job, it seems like he's the front runner. Would you, is that a first choice for you? Because when I spoke to Matisse, there was a lot of, you know, he was up for it. And he said, there's a lot of Chelsea fans that will cut Pochettino an opportunity and things, but some can't look past, you know, the obvious he was a Spurs man. I hear that, but I don't get it either. I think it's just a bit of a dead argument. Like, our best ever manager managed Tottenham and United. We'd all still take him back. And he yeah. went from Chelsea there. Pochettino didn't owe us anything when he went to Tottenham. He did really well with them. He was the only manager that had me worried about Tottenham. Granted, he didn't win anything. But again, that is just Tottenham for you. Conte didn't win anything there. Neither did Jose, and they've won trophies everywhere else. Yeah. So I don't think that's a stick to beat him with. And he's won trophies in Ligue 1 as well. Only issue I have with him is maybe low blocks. I've seen that, that that's been a bit of an issue from at PSG and that Spurs, but that's been a problem we've had for years. I think he'll give us a style of player philosophy. I think he's a good tactician. Um, he has won trophies and he's got experience at the top level in the Premier League and in other leagues. I think it's a good move for us. I don't really see too many negatives with it. How long would you give him? Give him a free, give him a three-year contract, three, four-year contract or something, because I'm not expecting immediate results. Well, tell a lie. Next season, I want us back in the top four and I want us to make a cup final, because if we got one game in a week, we should be doing that as a minimum. Should be able to do that, yeah. So, yeah. I'd still give him two, three years, though. Embed your philosophy. See how far you can take the team. If you're not the guy to take us to a title, I think you're the guy that will leave the team in a better place for someone to take it to the next step. Exactly. So when you say give him three years, is that like a blank three years? Or is it like, obviously, if mad things are happening, you probably have to lose your job? Yeah, yeah. Like, three, year, three years, if some fuckery happens, then it is what it is. Like, we've seen Todd Bowley can set managers if he has to. 
It's just let's not do any more of this five-year contract thing. Although I say that, like, even with Potter's payout was only like, what was it, 10, 15 million or something? It wasn't even no. too bad for someone who got sacked in six months. Man, so they've got the loopholes sorted. If they want to give him a five-year deal, it still wouldn't make too much of a difference if we had to sack him. But obviously, he still has to reach target season on season. What did you make of Lampard's comments about how, you know, I'm sure you saw it, but I can't, just to paraphrase, about how Chelsea could learn a leaf from Arsenal about stability and there's too much turnaround in managers. And he looked at his own playing days. He's saying how he should have won even more Premier Leagues if there was more stability at the club. Do you think that's something Chelsea need or is it just it comes where it is? Because obviously we all know 12, 18 months at Chelsea, if you're not doing certain things, you're always, that's how close you are from the sack. I think everybody, I think I remember doing a video about it. Um, obviously, Tuchel did amazing for you lot. But when you lot won the champs, I said, how Chelsea would it be if 12 months, 18 months from now, for whatever reason, he loses his job? So do you think you need more stability and to be less of this chopping block sort of mentality? Yes, but I'd also say ever since we won our first Champions League, I think Roman's been trying to be to be patient with managers. And they all fell out for one reason or another. Like Di Matteo, too inexperienced. Benitez was only an interim role and he never got on with the Chelsea fans. Mourinho had us a point off the relegation zone, had to go as much as I would have liked to keep him. Conte fell out with the whole board. We also had that big fallout in 17-18. Sorry, got homesick. Well. an experience, and then he left before Tuchel got sacked. Before the first UCL, though, I do agree because Roman was very trigger happy. It's like if you don't win me the UCL, you're gone this season. I'll find someone else who can do it. But Jose shouldn't have been sacked in 07. Like that wasn't the right move. Ancelotti shouldn't have been sacked in 2011. We sacked him in the tunnels after the last game of the season, and he still had to right. drive back to the squad at Everton. Yeah, that's mad. Imagine, like, you know, you know how long it is to get from Liverpool back to London as yeah, well? Yeah, I was about to say, that's a vile. That must be an awful Five, six coach, hours yeah. with the rest of the squad, and you're not even their coach no more. That's long. That's a mad thing. I knew Roman was ruthless, but that is some next-level stuff. Now, that that's where it was too far. Before, like, everything after the UCL, I think he genuinely tried, and they failed for reasons outside of his control. This, everything before, though... Jose should have stayed. We would have had another league title or two if Mourinho was still our manager at that time. Where are you at with Todd Burley then? Because obviously, I was speaking again, I was speaking to Matisse, who's a Chelsea fan like you, and he said he likes what Todd Burley's, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? He likes his enthusiasm. He clearly wants to do well. He's very hands on. But he also mentioned that he needs to learn from his own mistakes now and he needs to probably kind of find that balance of being an ever-present figure around the club, but also stepping back and just allowing people to do what he wants. Because I'm pretty sure you watch the Chelsea matches if you're not at the game. Every five seconds, they're trying to find Todd Burhey and the other co-owner of your club, and it gets a bit soap-opery. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Like, every word Matisse said, I agree with. Bowley's made mistakes. This has all been a domino effect from sacking... What mistakes? Run. Sorry to cut you and carry on, but what for us non-Chelsea fans, what mistakes would you specifically say as well? Like sacking Tuchel, rushing the replacement with Graham Potter. Um, I didn't think bringing in Lampard would be this bad. I thought it would have been like a sideways step because Potter was so bad for us. It was like, Lampard, I know you're not it, but you can't be much worse. The ball's, already, the ball's already in hell. Yep, but he's actually found a way to lower it, which, fair enough. In record time, he's lowered the bar even further. We're now conceding 15, 20 shots per game. <coughs> so. I think that was a mistake as well, because if you're going to get rid of Potter 
And we've been trying to get rid, not trying to get rid of him, but there's been directors who have wanted Potter gone for a month or two before his sacking. There should have been a better interim than Lampard. It was just a PR move. And probably because they didn't think it would be this bad either. But that's been an L as well. But I can see it as more of a domino effect from rushing Tuchel. So I think there's just been one big mistake and a couple of bad decisions as well. But we were already fucked after that first mistake. I never thought we were making top four before Tuchel got sacked, let alone after. As soon as we sacked him, I was like, cool, season's done, whatever. Try and get top seven or something. Other than that, I don't give a shit. Didn't think it would get this bad, but whatever. Those are his mistakes. But... I expect that naivety in your first year, especially when we started the season and we hadn't really built up our backroom staff. It was only Todd Bowley, I think one or two other heads and two. Yeah, everything was a mess from start to finish. So you can't right. really be surprised. It's, it's, it's ended so up. So Bowley's got to make those decisions and he's made wrong decisions. But now he's built up that backroom staff. He's stepping back. He's not getting involved in the big decisions anymore. It wasn't him that pushed to get Graham Potter sacked. It was two of our directors. And they managed to persuade him and Igbali to yeah, do he was it. Gonna listen to the day. Yeah, like he steps back now. So it's like, fine, I get it. I understand those mistakes. I still think we have a good owner on our hands. Probably needs to be a little bit, what's the word, street smart, I'd say. Yeah, but I yeah. think that comes with time as well. I think people are way too harsh on Bowley right now. They're running this stupid American gimmick and everything. It's like, bro, this guy found loopholes in UEFA's financial fair play system in six months. He's not dumb or anything. He's made he's dumb. You can't be a billionaire. Or be, you can't guy. be a stupid billionaire unless you are born into it and you summer and you're the black sheep of the family and you fail, you inherit that. You can't. I don't know how he's accumulated his wealth, but no matter what these guys look like, you can't disrespect him like that. So you're fully right. Again, for me as a non-Chelsea fan, yeah, when we speak about Chelsea owners, it's Todd Verhey, Todd Verhey, Todd Verhey. I keep, I just said it myself. But then when I just, I literally just remembered he's the co-owner. So like, and I can't remember the other Donny's name, but what's going yeah, what well, what's what's his sort of stuff though? Because obviously the only time I've really took him in is when I read the athletics article about how you lot, you know, invaded the Mudrick deal, and he's the one that basically, you know, he flew over there. You said we're not leaving the hotel till we get it done. So he does seem like the silent sort of guy. And Todd Burr, he not necessarily the poster boy, but he, he he's he's more of a known entity, isn't it? So it's like, where are you at with the other guy, if anything? Because they are co-owners, if I'm not mistaken. Um... From what I'm reading, he's a co-founder of Clear Lake Capital, which I think is a company that owns the club, which would be him and Todd Bowley. So I think he's like a co-owner. Him and um, what's his name? Todd Bowley. I haven't really seen too many mistakes from Barley, except he was the one that pushed for Frank Lampard to take over. So it's like, yeah, yeah, you might need to hold that one still. <laughs> it's a month or two before sacking Potter. It's like you should have replacements lined up. Like, if it doesn't work. Because Christopher Vivelle came in and wanted Potter out from, like, the first couple weeks. And that was, like, back in January. So if you're having those sorts of discussions week in, week out in the boardroom, you've got to have replacements lined up, especially when the form isn't improving. We were gradually dipping on a week-in, week-out basis, getting to a point where it was, like, two wins in 18, three wins in 20 and stuff like that. It didn't just happen overnight. You've got to have a replacement lined up and somebody better than Lampard. 
that just tells me, like, like you said, like I always give the example, you know, these these guys, yeah, they're owners, directors, whatever, but they have the same different dynamics, but they have the same conversations we have. So again, Potter wasn't just sat on a knee jerk thing, as you saw. It probably got to a point where they were waiting to pull the trigger. Some people probably wanted to keep faith. Some people wanted him probably sat, to eat, you know, way before that sort of happened. So it makes full it makes full sense. Going back to this game, though, what do you where do you see the key battles in this game? Where do you see it won or lost? Because again, Reese James is injured. Aspilicueta whether it's Trossard or Martinelli that's where we need to attack it I know you said you've improved defensively and you probably got better defensive statistics than us at this moment in time but I think you know we can get at your defence and ask questions and we're at home don't get it twisted I think our weaknesses is our defence because we've conceded a lot away from home and on the transition and Lampard's been a bit coy in my opinion on playing someone like Aubameyang etc so where do you think this is one of lost? Bro, I think it's already lost. Like, oh, my God. A bit more optimism, my government. There, there is nothing. I don't have anything. Like, the only way we're scoring is from a, not not even a set piece because we hit the first man with fucking everybody. Oh, so we're shaking from set pieces, so you might, that might be a, a bit of Bro, like, we will cancel each other out on that one, I promise you. If you can't get the ball past the first man, like, what are you even doing with them anyway? So Ooh. we're not doing that. Chilwell first man, Enzo first man, Felix first man, James is the first man, Mount first man, whoever you name it, we're shit at corners. So you ain't got to worry about that. Um, we, you, you said your defence ain't great. So our attack is worse. We won't score. We'll make the right, opportunities to score and we'll just straight miss. Um, what else? We're not good in transition. Um, our midfield is a bit messy right now. Actually, no, to be fair, I'm not even sure with our midfield because you're set up well with Kovacic, Kante, Enzo. But our problem is because we don't score and because we don't even set up to score because Lampard decides to play fucking Gallagher and Sterling up front in nearly every match. Your players aren't fit as well, which is scary. Yep. Then you turn over possession all the time and we lose one or two nil because it, all it takes is one goal. One freak own goal or some BS. And your chances always fall to the Cantes and guys like that who were not paid to score goals or didn't become exactly. professional footballers to be goal scorers. I said Cantes been our best attacker the last month. We're <laughs> relying on Cantes to score goals. It's like, what are we doing? Um, the defence, they're not bad, to be fair. But <clears throat> I feel like everybody's on the beach now, which I expected because after we got knocked out by Madrid last season, everyone went Everything's to the beach. Remember, we played you like a week or two afterwards and you beat us 4-2 at the bridge. Mm. Everybody stunk because they were on the beach. Same energy is going to happen today. So where's the game won and lost? It's already lost in my eyes. We're already done out. We're already finished. Just don't get battered. Lose by a goal or two and it's whatever. Same shit every week. Bloody hell, man. That is you guys it's, cannot it's... even concede to us. This is the thing, there's no pressure on us. I'm going into this game, I'm anticipating an L. I'm expecting it. You lot, you shouldn't be drawing this game, you shouldn't be losing this game. Of God forbid, if you lot were to lose this, this should be a standard three points for you, and you move on to your next game. You see, that's where you know, in life, I'm always scared of a man or woman who's got nothing to lose. But I agree with everything you said. I think you lot are there for the taking nothing to lose, means... but also nothing to give. <laughs> Guy, hey, I can't lie. You, you, you're very good at articulating this stuff, bro. Man, you'll right? see today how hopeless we are as a football team, because I've I've had so many previews with people. I remember the, the, I did. We are Tottenham TV before the Spurs away game, mm. and I was telling them two 0 disappointing afternoon for the Blues. I get you lot are crap. You lot will see shit when we come to the when we come to your ground. 
Ben was messaging me during the second half, like, I right, fair enough, bro. You lot are fucking pathetic, bro. I was like, you see, I told you lot. I didn't expect to win this one. And then Kane bangs it in. It's like two. And I was like, there you go. But crap, hopeless. We are there. We are a three points to whoever we play. That's the thing, though, man, because at least if nothing more, you lot could just come and spoil our days. Like, as an Arsenal fan, I'm looking at it as we just need to get act together. We've been dropping points. We've been showing immaturity. I'm pretty sure you watched the, the uh, City game at the Etihad. We were shook. There's been games against Liverpool and West Ham where we've taken the league, got complacent. We need to get back to basics. We've got one win since April. It's not, it's not really good. We've had a good record against the top uh, six. At least and in you got London a win. Huh? At least you got a win. <laughs> Yeah, we you got like go one goal and it was for you, like, This guy, man. Bro, I oh, you, my you God, man. you got to be a bit more optimistic. As a football club. Do you know what? People like to talk about, because it's the 2nd of May and everything, and it's mm. the anniversary of like the 2-2 draw and the Battle of the Bridge. People are trying to say the same thing's going to happen again. And I wish, like, it would be, like, this season has been so shit. But if we were to get a result at the Emirates, you know what? It would be something nice to look back on. At least in 15-16, we're only crap for half a season. People don't deep it. We had the longest unbeaten run that season and we finished 10th. It was yeah, like from yeah, December to mid-April. Hella draws in there, but it's like we still went unbeaten. There was still something about that team. So you could see them place to Tottenham and get a result. We were unbeaten against Spurs. I think we beat Arsenal home and away that season as well. We were getting results. That's what I want to do against you. I can't tell you the last time we did that. We need to win home and away, man. That you will though, because that team had hope. I was looking at that no, team and I was man. like, cool, this season's a blip. It is what it is. We don't even need that much of a rebuild. We need a couple of players in and we'll be fine. This season, nope. Clear out the whole thing. It's, it's easier to ask who I'd want to stay as opposed Who's to who's yeah, um, no, no, let's do that. Let's let, let's do that. Let me start with one name because he's actually been linked with Arsenal, so it kind of kills two birds with one stone. Mason Mount. Nothing is going anyway. So if he goes to you, like, is what it is. He's got one year left on his deal. They can't find an agreement on his terms because he wants to get paid as much as Reese James and Sterling and Kula yeah, Bali. And it's like, these lot have pedigree. Sterling is one of the top 20 goal scorers in Premier League history. He's the second highest goal scorer in all of Guardiola's title-winning seasons. Like, he's not had a great season. He's been shit for us. Part of it is because the wrong position. Part of it's because the wrong position. Part of it is because he's just been lazy within himself. But at least you know the sort of player you're getting with him. And I think with better players, you'll get a better Sterling. Would you keep um, Sterling? Kula Bali, one of the best centre-backs in Syria for a good eight years straight. You know what you're getting with him, even if he's had a poor season too. Reese James, I get the availability argument, but Reese James is more vital to us than Mason Mount. He's your best player in the outcome, What was that? He's your best Cobham youngster. Reese James is sick. It's just he's unfortunate with the injuries and that. And hopefully that don't regress him and kill his potential and all that just. I hear that. And next season we got Malo Gusto coming in. So we got finally got depth for him. Reese James deserves the money. Mason Mount, no. You've been declining for like 18 months. Like people. What are you as well, in my opinion? You can do everything, but what are you? That's I don't even know what he brings to us right now because. A lot of people saying, oh, he's barely played and everything. He was playing like every minute until February and was one of our worst players. Couldn't keep yeah, his head up, dribble, dribbling into dead ends, ignoring runners around him. Over hit stuff and where he has to be a hero too much as well, really. Exactly. And I feel like this whole gimmick of 
Mason Mount being the face of our club has basically just got to his head and he feels like he wants to be paid as such. You shouldn't have negotiated when you were in better form. You shouldn't have negotiated after the UCL final or something. Yeah, but you're actually coming that. off a very good season for us. You ain't got a leg to stand on. What you've done for me now, business. You've done nothing yeah. since Bowley's come in. You're not worth the money. He doesn't think that. He's going to have a knock on effect for any other signings as, as well. well. Exactly. And I don't care. Wherever he goes, Liverpool, United, Arsenal, Bayern, I don't care. I couldn't care less. Just bye-bye. That's done with him. Who else then, man? Who 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 stays then? Because like you said, it'd probably be easier, man. Who stays? Does Kovacic stay? He's a player I'll take at Arsenal if you're offering. Nah, Kovacic's leaving as well. He's in the same situation. One year left on his deal. And to be honest, Kovacic has been a bag of crap all season. He's looked like he's wanted to leave anyway. So, is what it is. I know Liverpool's interested. City's interested. I think there might be a couple clubs abroad. Yeah, Bayern might be linked with him as well. Whatever, go. It is what it is. Um, who else would leave? Havertz can go. Pulisic can go. Ziyech can go. If Oba don't want to be a number two, he can go. Um, who else? Lukaku still needs to leave. Um, yeah, I young Fifana had the striker. Oh, Fafana, he's got to go on loan. He's got to go on loan. Like he's barely had a sniff with us, and I don't think he'll get one next season either. So let him go on loan, maybe to a Premier League or Championship side, and we'll see what he's got there. Um, Gallagher needs to go. Ruben, I'd keep his depth. Um, who else? We've got to keep Cucurella because he's been here for a year, so it is what it is. Same mm. thing with Koulibaly, but if the right bids came for them, they can go. Mendy needs to leave. Kepa needs to leave. Um, yeah, I think you'll need a decent somebody. Mudrik. I think you'll come. No, no, no. Now, Mudrik, Madweki, Felix, most of the new signings I wouldn't get rid of. The only ones I would, like, if they came in for them, was Kukurella and Koulibaly. But if no one comes in for them, cool, give them another yeah, year. That's what it is. There's more no, about the players that were here before Tuchel, before Tuchel left because they've been the issue for us. What about bringing in, De you know, like, again, a couple of names you lot have been linked with, Declan Rice, Caicedo, Kane, where are you at with them three? I, I think Caicedo's the only realistic one, and that's about it. Declan Rice ain't going to join us with no European football, and if Mason... You reckon? Leaves. Nah, I don't think so. I think he's going to you guys, personally. Like, we've been linked with Declan Rice for years. years but this yeah, summer years. will be his 007 in terms of seven windows... Zero bids, zero medicals, nothing. All it is is just PR. It's been constant PR. But that's Chelsea what I think it is with Arsenal. Like, I don't doubt that we're interested that we're going to get him. But, you know, we've seen this before. We saw it with Mudrik. Oh, he wants to come. He likes Arteta. This, no, that, with you, there's no story. Then, with huh? us, they're trying... With you, there's no story. Like, you guys have only just been linked with him within the last year. With us, they've been trying to push this, oh, Cobham graduate returns. Yeah, release. He's going to buddy up there, with his friends, yeah. Mason Mount, and all of this crap. And it's so mind-numbing. And now we're not going to have either of them. And that's fine. I am not too fast. Rice was overpriced for me from most of his time. That we That's why I him. don't know if he'll sign. Because, again, you know, you see anything from 75 to 100. At some point, Arsenal are going to have to walk away. We're not going to do the Chelsea thing, what you lot do. So, Is it still 75 mil for him? I mean, 75 mil, I think we'll pay it. But they're saying 75 to 100. But let's put ourselves in West Ham's shoes. I know if I'm West Ham, I know he's got a year left with an option. I know if Arsenal bid for him in, let's say, the last week of May, first week of June, I might damn well accept it. I might let them talk. But then I'm going to get on the phone to Chelsea, to United, to Liverpool, whatever, 
and say, do you know what? They've just placed in a bid. Do you want to match it? If they do, we're going to delay. Or, you know, when it comes to medicals and things, just go around the houses. I don't think they'll be in a rush to get it gone. Now, they should be because they'll get money and get a replacement. But we'll have to see. And we've been linked with a few players, you know, Mudrid, um, Mudrid Caicedo, uh, Rice, Onana with Everton, Lavia with Southampton. If either team or both go down, it'll be interesting to see what happens there for the I team. I can't lie. I think we're getting Lavia. I think Lavia's Chelsea is going to happen because we've we've been talking to him it's since January. the moment he signed. Yeah, Lavia, I feel very well. confident that we'll pull him in. That's um, say though the new contract's gonna make it a little bit sticky because now now Brian can put whatever they want for him. Um, Rice, I don't think it's gonna happen. Seventy five, seventy from us as well in Jan. So it's where they're at, they're probably gonna be in Europe as well. So yeah, but in January, I feel like they were just trying to price everybody out because they lost enough that season. Yeah, we'll see what their stance is in the summer, but they can negotiate whatever they want. Kane, I don't think it's happening. Like. I would love Kane to join Chelsea. That would be unreal from a football fan standpoint and on the pitch, but that's not happening. Levy wouldn't give us COVID, let alone a player. It's the same energy for you guys. It is what it is. It is what it is. <laughs> I want Tony if we can get the betting. I want Ivan Tony, but trust me, I want Ivan Tony. But I think we'll move away. I think he'll be a great signing for you lot and a great signing for me, man. Like whoever gets him in the Premier League, this mad. Him, the number bro. nine market isn't great. Other than him, it's Oshimen for like 150 million, but I would still prefer Tony because he's more well-rounded. Or Vlahovic. Vlahovic might be a cheaper alternative. Did you say? Vlahovic might be a cheaper alternative as well. Is he even a real person at this point? Because I've watched him play a couple of times, but you're always, li you're always linked and you don't really move. And I think that one would be dead for Arsenal. I'm, I, obviously, we've scouted him before. You never know. But the agent took us around the houses, isn't it? So I think he, he's firmly away from us. But you lot need a nine. We need a nine. I'd, be, I'd love Tony. I think he's got the attitude for it. I think, you know, you see with us, a bit like you lot, we've got strikers. Yours is a bit of a mix and match. We've got strikers that are a bit too similar. And for me, I think, especially if we're going to rock up in the Champions League, we need people that believe in themselves. We need people that are a bit physical. And I, I think, personally, Arsenal are missing a trick without, with not having a physically imposing striker and a central midfielder. So I'm having Tony every day of the week, not to mention the man can take three kicks and he might actually, you know, help people get paid with certain bets. But that's the only thing on a serious note. Like, we don't know what's going to happen with the betting thing. But if you've been called up to England, surely Southgate must know, as we saw with a certain man at Man United when he stopped playing him in the team and, so I'm not even too sure on that, man. But I think Arsenal need that. Innit? I think we need Caicedo and Rice, personally, or or two of the same profiles. And we'll have to see, because that's the one thing you say with Edu. I don't, you've obviously shown great moments where you've brought in players and, you know, we didn't get Mudrik, you got Trossard. But when I look at, you, may, I even forgot, when you look at Vlahovic, when you look at Caicedo, Douglas Luiz, Mudrik, Rafina, which in, in essence, we were third choice behind you lot and Barcelona. I don't think Edu has been able to quite grasp getting those top targets for Mikel Arteta for whatever reason. So it'd be interesting to see because I think we've got a decent 11. It needs to upgrade, but we need we need squad depth. Look how one injury to Saliba has just killed the team right now. When you look at Brighton the other day, they rested however many players, still slaughtered whoever they played. So it's a techie one, man. It's a techie one. Really I hear that. I hear that, bruv. Summon's going to be a big one for both of us. With us, it's more about a clear out as well. We've got to get rid of players before we bring it before we bring players yeah, in. Yeah, you don't want too many a player there, man. Yeah, we only really need like a goalkeeper or maybe two if we can get rid of Kepa, but I don't think it's likely with the wages that he's on. Um, don't really need anything at the back. A midfielder or two, 
a striker, maybe another winger, and I think we'd be fine. I'm with you with that. I just, you know, I hate to say it, but I just think right now Chelsea just have bad habits. They're just playing as a bad team. I think if you get a hands-on coach, which you lot need, things could look a bit better, and we'll have to see you next season. Final question for you, then, man. Score prediction. Because you've been hella pessimistic. So what would be the score prediction then, man? My dream that? would be a nice dead nil-nil. But in reality, we're holding three or four goals. So I go three nil, four nil Arsenal. Well, I'm going to have to you back guys, my we'll have a nice your confidence-building derby result that will get the fans back <laughs> on track. Listen, I'll go to one Arsenal. I think it'll be a close game. Oh, you think we're Arsenal scoring? Be... Huh? You think we're scoring? Yeah, somehow, man. We'll give you an opportunity. Somehow, somewhere, we'll give you a chance. I hate to yeah, say you'll it. give us a chance. I, I just think we'll miss all of them, bro. But, hey, if we get a goal, we'll have a chance to do another goal of the month contender. Because oh, Conor Gallagher... Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah I saw that one with just Gallagher. We've been there as an Arsenal fan. I'm pretty sure there was a... Bro, we've I'm been there sure twice been this there year. You've been there February twice was year. the same. Jao Felix won by default. You don't <laughs> yeah, deep... Like I said, you don't need to hand on coach. You don't deep how bad we are. You're not, you will see tonight, bro. Nah, and if you guys drop any yeah. points against us, title's done. Wrap the title. Title's been, been gone. But like I said, that's why I want us to win because all we can do is keep winning so that City can look over their shoulder. And for us, I, I'm just looking at the fixtures. Isn't it? We've got two big games this week. We've got Chelsea and a London derby, and then we rock up at St. James's Park. We have to win today, isn't it? Like, we have to because away from home, I, we're, more, we're better away from home statistically and what I see with my eyes, but nobody wants to play Newcastle at this moment in time. So if I had to back my team to get three points, oh, it's tonight, isn't it? Huh? That's our last game of the season. Our last, our last three games of the season is City away, United away and Newcastle at home in a week. Nah, you will do something against City, man. You'll do something. You'll do something. <laughs> <laughs> no, you wish, bro. Don't ask any favours from us. Even if we were capable of doing it, we couldn't do it. City, we're going to hold nine there. That's going to be record-breaking. Bloody hell, man. Like, Our only I only hope is Guardiola does his, his little thing where it's like he packs you 3-0 in 20 minutes, just passes around a bit and says how good the manager is in the press conference after. <laughs> I really rate Lampard. He's a good coach and everything like that. When he's that like, so coach. good, so, so good. <laughs> he's decent. Oh, we're getting pammed everywhere, man. I told you, I don't see where we get a point or a goal, let alone a win with our run. Forrest, got, Forrest battered Brighton. Brighton battered us. We don't like going to Bournemouth away. And the rest of our games is against the top four. Long season, man. And on that note, man, I think we can wrap this up. I don't know what else I can ask you. I want you to get put out of your misery, at least not to think of the game, man. What content have you got to come out today or whenever? I'm pretty sure you'll be doing match reactions of some sort, potentially, yeah. potentially watch along. Probably going to do a match reaction at the end of the game. Until then, I'm just going, I'm going to take a mental break for the day. Just have a couple <laughs> drinks, anticipate the L. Go to the Emirates, lose, and then whatever. I'll film a review after the game. So check that out on my channel. We'll probably stream a reaction the day after. And yeah, congratulations on the three points, my guy, in advance. Oh, my days, man. So like you heard Lewis say, yeah, make sure you're subscribed to his YouTube channel. You're turning on your notifications so that you're aware. Obviously, by the time this video comes out, you just have to click the title and subscribe. And Bob's your uncle is pretty much idiot proof. I wish he was a bit more optimistic for the Chelsea fans that are out there, but we'll see in it really. So, yeah, man, let me let you enjoy the drinks you're about to have, man. Love for cutting through, man. Big up, my guy. Bless. See you. <laughs> 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 <laughs>